Hello, everyone. Welcome back to the Final Tackle Podcast. Roll the intro. So whether you're on the cricket ground, Lang Park or the bush, you still got to run, you still got to tackle, and the scrums are not the same push. You give it some, you give some more, and you really give your all. Playing rugby league football, it's the greatest game of all. And here's a message about our sponsors. This episode is brought to you by our two sponsors. They are two locally owned Central Coast businesses. First one is the Grange Hotel in Wyoming. For a good drink, good food and good time, head over to the Grange, Wyoming. I recommend you go there on Monday nights because they have a special on schnitties. My favorite schnitty is the pepper gravy one. And our second sponsor is Zabara Clothing. Manufacturers and suppliers of teamwear and uniforms, head to www.zabara.com.au or visit their store in Erina, New South Wales, Australia. This episode is also sponsored by Boot Computers based in Gorakin, New South Wales, Australia. They are a Microsoft registered refurbisher. So for all of your computer needs, whether it's you need networking, you need um, data recovery, you need new computers, you need old computers, you want them fixed, you want anything to do with computers, head over to Boot Computers in Gorakin, New South Wales, Australia. Tell them CJ from the Final Tackle Podcast sent you. This episode is proudly partnered with NRL Universe. For all of your rugby league news, be it NRL, NRLW, Super League and more, head over to their website or their Facebook page to be updated on all things league related. They also have a lot of awesome podcasts on their website, including ours, as well as the Locker Room and Six Tackles with Gus Gould. So be sure to head over to their website. It's the best place to get your rugby league news fixed. And we're back and we are joined by former Parramatta Eels gun second rower. Played a bit of time up on the Gold Coast for the Chargers, Troy Campbell. Thank you very much for joining us here. No worries, CJ. Thank you. No worries. Uh, so let's get stuck into it, really. So you made your debut for the Parramatta Eels in 94 against the Balmain Tigers. What was that like for you, playing not just for the Parramatta Eels, but also making your debut at a home game for Parramatta? Oh, look, um, it, to make your first grade debut for any club, it's just a, it's a privilege, you know. So, yeah, no, it was a... It was a look, I, I did come... Um, off the bench uh, the year before uh, for first grade, but my actual debut, yeah, there's there's nothing better than running out in the starting lineup, yeah. Honestly, that'd be awesome. Um, and we were talking earlier, and you said you managed to get a few a bit of game time with some of the greats like Brett Kenny, who I've had the um, fortunate chance to interview. What was it like running out with such a synonymous legend with the club of Parramatta? Yeah, look, um, as you said before, you know, like, did I have my childhood, you know, favourites? And obviously, you know, there's Kenny and Sterling and the Cronins and the Yellows and the Lydiards. Um, it was just a dream through the 80s for, for, for the Eels back then. And to actually uh, come to the club in 92 and Sterling and Kenny was still around um, and then actually uh, come off the bench and uh, run on... Um, run on and Brett Kenny's out on the field and he passes you the ball against the Broncos. It's, um, oh, wow. you know, it's something that, um, you know, it, uh, it sticks, you know, not too many people get that opportunity. So, yeah. Wow. Um, and it says here you were awarded the Mick Cronin Clubman of the Year Award in 1996. What was it like to receive that honour? Oh, look, um, that that's... To, to get a clubman of the year at, at a first, you know, at a an NRL club, um, it, it's a, it's a big achievement and you know something that um, I'm proud of. Um, you know, look, we, we we had some great times back then, and um, yeah, I, I, I look, it, it was just an honour. So yeah, I've just lost your audio, mate. 
There we go. Yep, sorry. Uh, wonderful, yeah, mate. Um, um, so you then packed up ship in 97 from the Eels and headed up to the Gold Coast and played for the Gold Coast Chargers. But it was only one season, a, a few games you played. Uh, what was the um, reasoning, you could say, or the decision behind moving from Parramatta up to the Gold Coast? Uh, look, Brian Smith was our coach. Look, I, you know, I, I, I love Brian. Um, obviously, I was under contract uh, with the Eels for 98 and um, Brian came in, they'd bought Aaron Raper across and uh, they, they wanted to move me on in um, in 98. So I signed a two-year contract with the Chargers, uh, hoping that uh, I'd get an opportunity there. Uh, as a hooker, I had Jimmy Goddard um, and Scotty Sattler in the back row in front of me up there. And yeah, look, unfortunately it wasn't, um, uh, it wasn't um, to be up there. I only had one year. Played a lot of reserve grade and uh, Graham Eady, Wombat. He was our coach up there under Phil Economides. So I had yep. to spend a lot of time um, with with the bat. And then uh, I didn't play enough first grade games to get an opportunity to go to England. So that was uh, and I dislocated my kneecap three twice, three times that year. So. Oh major operation at the end of the year and that was it for me at the age of 27 so oh wow so you um retired what you could you could say relatively early in in your career you could say i did yes and i would have loved to have gone to england but that didn't happen for me and uh stayed up on the gold coast and uh i think every rugby league player knows where i where i worked uh i managed melbourne's on the park up there for three years it was a a drinking, uh, a drinking haunt for uh, most um, <laughs> inter-season trips. Yep. So I, I, yeah, it was like I hadn't left the game um, for the three years I was, I was working there. Yeah. Nice. And talking about a bit of your post-career, what are you doing now with yourself, rework, and um, do you still keep fit and whatnot? Yeah, look, um, work-wise now, um, look, I was a regional manager for Stratco out in Orange for five years, got made redundant um, about 18 months ago, just doing uh, a few jobs in between, and then um, I've just got an opportunity here uh, working for Shed World in uh, in Bathurst, so um, looking to, uh, my partner's on the Gold Coast, and um, I'm looking to move up there early next year. Oh, wow, that should be great. And that'll also be back up on the Gold Coast again, so... Pretty that much, will be, but yeah. I, won't be, I won't be entering into the nightclub scene like no, I was before. No, not going so, to Melbourne's. Yeah. Um, no. Whereabouts on the Gold Coast? Because I myself lived in Helensvale for a little bit. Well, mate, we're at um, Paradise Point. Oh, so lovely, head, lovely bit. If you head due west from Paradise Point, you run into Helensvale. So, yeah, yeah no. Nah, Paradise but, Point is, is a lovely place. Well, let's go with a few fun questions. Um, how do you yeah. like your steak cooked? Uh, rare. Oh, rare. Okay. I can't have a steak well done. No, <laughs> the poor animal, you, he's or, it's already dead. You don't have to kill it again. <laughs> exactly. Uh, next question is, how do you put your shoes on in the morning? Do you put it sock, sock, shoe, shoe, or sock, shoe, sock, shoe? Sock, sock, shoe, shoe. Okay. Um, yeah. What would be your favourite um, beer or alcoholic beverage to have after a big day of work? Um, uh, two is extra dry. Mm-hmm. Uh, a good if old I'm tense. at home. Yep. Yeah. Or if I'm going to the pub, I'll have a um, uh, a Han 3.5. Yeah. yeah. Nice, nice. Uh, my beer of choice is Forex Gold. Or if I'm going out, it'll be uh, either two is old or two is extra dry. Um, Who's old? You're you're a dark ale. Yeah, yeah. I, I, I love I love me a good um, dark ale or a stout sort of thing as well. You know, if, if I'm feeling like two is old, but they don't have it, I'll go and get a Guinness or something like that because it's very not the same but very similar. Um, yeah. 
Whereas yesterday, Don McKinnon said, and I quote, Guinness tastes like drinking a brick. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Yes. I fully understand that. Look, I had my time I had my time on the uh, the two years old back in my Parramatta days. Mm-hmm. We all used to drink that down at the General Burke. Mm-hmm. But no, I uh, grew out of that. So. Um, and speaking of your time in the NRL a bit more, um, when you played for Parramatta, Don's team, the... North Sydney Bears were still in the league in the in the mid nineties. What was it like going up against clubs that the future would prove to end up going defunct, which unfortunately wouldn't I wouldn't wish that on any club really. Um, but what was it like, you know, because some of them had such you know potential, um, and oh, then look, then seeing that happen. Oh, I reckon bring back the Bears back on the for Central sure. Coast, either the bring, Central Coast or even North Sydney, regardless. Yeah, look, North Sydney Oval. It was just yeah to play to play there and play against the likes of Gary Larson and Florimo and Sears and look yeah yeah they they they, they had a gun side back we, look, we met them in the in the semis in 97 and then we met them in the grand final in the world sevens in 97 so yeah they they had a very strong team yeah no that's fair enough um touching on a bit of the 2019 season um how do you think it went as a whole and how do you think the grand final went look um you got to, uh, yeah. Look, that 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 they're a step above. They they proved their point that they're going to be a force to be reckoned with um, in 2020. Hundred um, percent. They've got a great home ground advantage now with Bankwest Stadium, and what a what a great venue that is. Um, went to three games there this year, and look, and they bought you know they bought well in the off season. They've just secured Dylan Brown again. Yes. They bought, yeah, got got some good back rowers. Um, Look, I, I think I'll be going down a few more games this year. Well, I'll um, definitely so. be there next season as well. Um, and how do you think, um, not from a Parramatta side of things, but the league did in this year with the refereeing, because there was quite a few refereeing debacles, not not necessarily the grand final I'm talking about, I'm talking about throughout the year in general, a bit of dirty playing such as eye gouging. Just how do you think the, the, the sport in general went for this year? Look, um... There's always going to be controversy because there's just there's too many officials officiating that you know even when they do go to the video ref they're still getting it wrong. Look, I do, yeah, I don't know, I don't know where where they need to be. They they, they do need to have a big overhaul. Uh, I know they're talking about this um, this golden point at the moment. Um, you know, look, I, I believe a draw. You, you, you've played um, you've played the full eighty minutes. Um, yep. And, uh, you know, a one point could mean uh, you missing the semis or making the semis at the end of the year. Let's bring yeah. back a draw. Exactly. Yeah. Like, example, this year, the Brisbane Broncos only scraped in by one point on the yes. points differences on the, you know, the, um, in the season. Whereas if they'd have done the whole you, an extra point or a formal point, you know, the Sharks or the Tigers would have definitely taken that place from the Broncos, which, yeah, yeah I, I agree with you that um, in that respect. And speaking of rules and changes, do you think there needs to be any um, rules either changed, added, as in re-implemented, or removed completely from the game? Because I personally believe it needs to go back to one referee because my side of my viewpoint is, yes, they pour it in a second referee to eliminate as many mistakes, but it mm. just adds double the mistakes because... Referees are human. Yeah, look, I, yeah, just bring back one official. Um, if it needs to go to the video ref, well, go go there. Yep. This stripping rule, I reckon it's a free-for-all. If you can't hold onto the ball... Agreed. 
Turn it over, let's play on. Yeah, and just, that's, yeah. that's your own fault if you can't hold on to it. When I interviewed Mark Geyer about it, very, yeah. very big synonymous with the NRL and definitely for his hard-hitting abilities and whatnot, he definitely um, agreed with that as well. If you can't hold on, it's mainly a game of ball retention and scoring. You know? Yes. So yeah. if you can't hold on to the ball, the and other they're team... Playing, they're playing for it now. If, if the other team puts a hand on the ball, they're, they're letting it go to get a penalty. Look, they're, they're milking anything they can. Oh, they really are. The amount of times that I actually heard the referees this year throughout games actually say to the player, stop milking it, was yeah. exponential compared to the last few years. Definitely. So I think there definitely needs to be an overhaul in that sort of thing, at least a revision of the rules, and they can figure out where they need to fix it up sort of thing. Correct. Um, Correct. What do you what did you think of the final series this year? Yeah, look, I was looking at um, some some final series back when I was playing where um, if you lost, you got a second chance, you know, like, I, I don't know, like, is, is the top eight the best structure? Do, do you bring it back to uh, the top six, the top five? Um, uh, look, it's all about money, unfortunately. It's yeah. about TV rights. It's just whatever's going to suit them to get the bums on seats for the games. It's all governed by um, the, the hierarchy, you know, unfortunately. So. Agreed, and what was it like for you with your beloved Parramatta destroying my beloved Broncos 58 nil <laughs> in the first round of the finals? <laughs> Yeah, and then they come out and got whacked the following week. So that's yeah. true. But um, however, they did set a record for the highest win in a final. <laughs> yes, and I took my my father down to that game, and uh, it was his first time at Bankwest Stadium. Mm-hmm. He uh, he hadn't been back to the ground for or oh, twenty odd years since I finished playing there. So oh, he wow. turned up and went, wow, look at this Leagues Club. Wow, look at this ground. Look at the seven-storey car park. Look, he was just... He would have been yeah, oh, like a kid in a candy shop sort of thing. I've, I've never seen him uh, get up and clap, and uh, it was a good atmosphere, the Broncos game. Sorry about the... Uh, the no, no, the that's all good. Your way. I, yeah. I put it down to uh, we won a few weeks beforehand against Para, so that's that's my yeah. way of justifying <laughs> that. Um, i just got time for a few more questions. Um, yeah. Uh, is there anything you miss or don't miss about playing the game? Oh, look, I miss miss the interaction. Look, I'm still I'm still involved with the Parramatta Old Boys, so yep. hence my um, yep. blue and gold alliance shirt. Yep. Um, so I'm on the committee with uh, Mickey Vella and Dave Black and Michael Mosley and Mickey Butner and yep. sorry if I'm um, ex ex trainers and strappers Praddy and um, look. We, it's good to be involved still. You know, yeah. we, we have three get-togethers a year. Um, and look, I, it's you miss it when you're gone. And yeah. No, that's fair enough. Um, that's a majority of what most of the former players I interview say. They say they miss the camaraderie. They miss the mateship. They don't miss preseason and definitely don't miss getting knocked about the park. But, no. but they do, they miss the mateship, the camaraderie, because you're basically playing, training, Almost every every almost every day of every week, sort of thing. Yeah, you yeah. know, it's literally your job, and yeah. you get paid to do what you love, sort of thing. Yeah, yeah. Um, I think that's about that. About wraps it up. I'm just trying to think if I've got any um, more fun questions or questions in general. Um, ah, uh, here's one. Given that the Roosters have won the grand final twice in a row, but yeah. also St Helens have won it twice in a row, that makes a back-to-back grand final win for both of them, but also a back-to-back World Club Challenge. Who do you think is going to win it in February? Um, without Cooper 
Ronk. Um, let me go for St Helens. I love an underdog. I'll yeah, well, underdog. they didn't win yeah. it this year, so maybe they can they can yeah. get one back on them next year. And yeah. also, uh, speaking of St Helens, their coach Justin Holbrook has moved over to Australia and is going yeah. to be coaching the Gold Coast Titans next season. What do you think? how do you think they're going to do next season? Obviously, they can only do better than what they did this year, but how yeah. do you think they'll go in the grand scheme of things? Yeah, look, um, I've seen they've lost Jai Arrow um, to, to South a couple of days ago or yesterday. Yep. So yep. Um, I don't know what Latrell's doing, whether he's going to sign up there. I think he's leaving his run a little bit late now as well too. Um, but look, the Titans need to prove themselves. Um, otherwise, they're going to move the venture. Um, yep. They are... Uh, I think it's next year's do or die. Yep. Um, they've got to get bums on seats. They've got to, you know, they they. They've got to win games as well. So they've got they've got they've got, they got, they got, got to win games to get bums on seats as well. Yeah, that's right. And you know, they, they they've spent like that team is worth a lot of money and they they've underperformed. So uh, I think it's um it's 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 do or die this year. Oh, next year for them. Yeah. Definitely. Well, I mean, the Broncos always turn out, as in the Brisbane fans always travel down to the down to the Gold Coast game. That's that's always a given. But yep. yeah, it's a matter of getting bums on seats for, in general, away games and home games that aren't against the Brisbane Broncos and North Queensland yep. Cowboys. Yeah. Um, I think that's about it, really. I can't really think of any more questions. Um, that's all right. Um, so do you have any advice for kids who are wanting to get into the sport or are playing the sport or even have dreams to get into the big league one day? Yeah, look, I think it's all changed. There's so much pressure on the younger kids these days to make it from an early age. Um, you know, they're, they're, they're signing them at 16 and 17 and rather than just cutting their teeth and um, look... They'll develop when they develop, but it's good to get them into a system to make them a better player from when they're younger. Yeah. Uh, but uh, yeah, look, it, it, it's all changed. Um, look, I didn't go down to Sydney until I was 19, and then bang, it, 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 it hit me. You know, here I am, and yeah, couple, couple of years of 21s. But um, yeah, look, the pressures are different. Um, expectations and peer, you know, look, the peer pressures that, and you know, look, it, it's a tough gig. Um, when you're down there, like, you know, I've had conversations, you know, you, you're vying for a second row spot against your mate, you're living with a mate, you know. He, you're living with that team, same mate. Like, <laughs> you know, like, it's like one of us is going to make it this week and one of us is not. Like, it's, it's like, it's, yeah, it's, it's, um, it, it can be hard sometimes. And, you know, you've got to be mentally ready for all those um, knockbacks, you know, yeah. and I, uh, the, the millennials, this, this, I don't, I don't know how the millennials will go, um, it's it's gonna yeah we'll see we'll see and i just want to thank you very much for joining us here on the final tackle podcast and definitely we'll get you on again at some point soon maybe even for a 2020 Parramatta preview of to have like you know season preview how does that sound that sounds great wonderful thank you mate